Your business exists because you had the idea to start it. Everything begins in our minds. That's why your business results cannot outgrow your current level of thinking. Do you want to serve more clients, make more money, without working more or burning yourself out? Grow yourself first as a leader of your business, because that's who you are, a leader, even if you're the only person in your business right now. When you lead yourself first, the business results will always follow. My name is Maggie Perotkin. I'm an international business and leadership coach, an expert in business mindset, strategy, and high performance. I created the Diamond Effect podcast to help you elevate your thinking, expand your perspective, and through it, grow your business without overwhelm. So let's get started. Hello, hello, my wonderful Diamond Effect business leaders. Welcome to episode 122. Today, I want to talk about selling. And this concept I have and teach my clients is that you're always selling, selling throughout your business with everything you do, everything you say. It's not just one sales conversation or one presentation where this is the only time when you sell. So I want to introduce you to this concept today and talk a little bit about the mistakes that business owners make and how they lose clients because of those mistakes, and then share some stories to illustrate that. Let's start with the definition of what selling is in the first place. I think that selling is offering value to those who want it. So offering value to your ideal client, which is something that they want, right? They have a goal or a problem or a need, and you're fulfilling that, and that's valuable to them. And in exchange for that, they pay you money. And they will only pay the money if they see that the value that they get, that you provide, is greater and higher to what they pay. And it has nothing to do with the price. And I think I mentioned that before, because, you know, if you go to a dollar store, there might be something there that's $2 or $3, and you still don't buy it, not because you can't afford it or you don't have $3, but because you don't see it as valuable even for $3. Even sometimes think about people leave stuff on the side of the road for free. You don't take everything even though it's free, because you don't see value. That's why you don't take those things. So price doesn't determine the value. It's the perception of your client, of their need, their problem, their want, how big it is, and what they would do to get rid of the problem, to have the need fulfilled, or the want fulfilled. And that determines how much they are willing to pay for it. So as I said, I have this concept that you're always selling. And yes, it starts with selling to potential clients in your marketing and then sales conversations, however they look like for you. But this is just the beginning. This is like, think about like giving samples at Costco so your clients can try the product, right? Get a little bit of value, get a taste of how you would help them and how it would be like working with you. Or let's say if you went to a restaurant and they were giving out free appetizers. But then 
when your ideal clients taste that and decide that they want more and they want the whole dinner experience or they want the whole product, they want to eat it all, you don't stop selling. You're still selling as they go through the journey with you. Because when you think about it, money is precious to us, right? We work hard to earn money. Therefore, your clients, customers don't part with it. They want to make sure that they made a smart purchase and they need reassurance of that throughout their journey with you. And the thing is that as a service provider, their journey with you is definitely longer. That interaction with you is longer than when they just buy a product, right? They buy a product and they use the product, but they don't really think about people who made that product, who delivered the product and so on. But as a service provider, you're the one delivering the service. So their journey with you is much longer. And every touch point they have, you're selling there. It's a selling touch point. Just imagine... You go to this amazing restaurant, you had like fabulous sample somewhere, and let's say they gave you free appetizers. So then you decide to have the whole dinner experience. So they give you, you know, dish after dish, whether it's another appetizer in the main course and dessert or whatever. And even though maybe the service is great, each dish you get gets worse in taste. So you feel disappointed. The food is either overcooked or undercooked, it's mushed together, it's not presented well. It just doesn't taste as amazing as the appetizer was. As a customer of that restaurant, what do you do? Would you ever go back there? Would you invite your friends? Would you give a big tip? Probably not. And even if you didn't complain right there and then, most people don't complain. I'm one of them. Very rarely I'll complain, even if I'm disappointed with the service that I received. They're just not going to come back. They're just not going to be your customers anymore and are not going to create more customers for you in recommendations and referrals. As opposed to... I'll give you an experience of a restaurant I attend. I went to when I was in a mastermind in fabulous, fabulous resort in Mexico, Cabo. Within that resort, they had a three Michelin stars restaurant and um, you could book your dinner there. It was a fabulous experience. It was like a couple of hours, maybe even more experience when you would go and every dish they served was better than the other. The flavors were very different and always surprising. The wine pairing was amazing. The service, like the servers would come all at the same time to the entire table place the dish in front of the guests. There would be somebody who would explain the entire dish and what it has and why the choice of ingredients and everything, like the whole process that chef was going through. The whole experience was just wonderful, amazing. Like I don't even have English words in my mind in my brain right now to really express that. So even though a stay in that resort was not cheap at all, it was worth every penny because of it, right? The value that the guests received in that restaurant and overall, but let's just say just in that restaurant, was worth the price that we had to pay to be the customers, to be the clients. 
So with that, I want to tell you about some common misconceptions and mistakes that business owners do in selling. The first misconception starts in sort of marketing and more traditionally defined sales. And it's that many business owners think that they need to convince people to buy from them. And therefore, they don't want to do it because they don't want to be like the icky, salesy car salesperson that we all have in mind when we think about sales. So what happens when you have that misconception is Either you force yourself through like determination of making a business successful to do sales and marketing activities that maybe you don't fully believe in and they're not aligned with who you are, but because you think, well, that's what people do. That's what business owners do. So like sometimes cold calling or messaging, whatever, some different practices that maybe are not aligned with your values. So you're doing them, you're putting a lot of time and effort, but then you get minimal results and that's very demotivating, right? That can be very draining, actually can create overwhelm and burnout if you're doing things that you don't believe in and spending a lot of time and effort doing that and then... Of course, you're not getting results or some business owners can't do that. They can't force themselves to do it. Therefore, they're not doing anything at all and getting the same results, meaning minimal clients, disappointment, demotivation. The second misconception is business owners thinking that marketing is actually selling, that they sell through marketing. And those are two distinctive things, even though they work together and there has to be a proper transition and proper understanding of it to integrate selling into marketing. When there's a misconception that all I need to do is market and not sell, what happens is that business owners create large networks or build big audiences online, but then the sales in comparison to the number of followers or the audience or network are minimal. And what that leads to is, again, disappointment thinking like, what am I doing wrong? Why nobody is buying, even though people are engaged, comment on my posts, I have, you know, a lot of people following me, I have a great network, great relationships and connections. And yet the percentage of sales is disappointing to the number of people I'm interacting with every day. The third mistake that I see business owners do is they think that selling ends when the client purchases the service. And then this assumption sometimes comes that once a client, always a client. And what that leads to sometimes in missing opportunities to retain the client in a way that, of course, adds value to them, either for a longer time or have them come back or refer others and so on. And sometimes it leads also to disappointment on the client's side because the delivery of the service is not as great as they expected. They don't get that reassurance throughout delivery that the money that they paid was worth the spend for the value that they received. 
And this one is more subtle. So I'm not talking here in this example in a like a blatant misdelivery or delivering of low quality service to what was promised in marketing and sales, but more subtle where maybe in the client onboarding There are some misses in communication or client offboarding or the amount of time the client needs to wait between one stage of service to another. Those are very little things that sometimes just missed by the business owner or not thought through and your brain doesn't pay attention to it, right? Your brain assumes that everything is fine. Meanwhile, they create those little missed experiences for the clients that then accumulate and clients are not completely disgruntled, but they have that underlying feeling that, you know what, it wasn't as great as I thought it would be type of thing. And sometimes they can't even pinpoint on the client side, they can't even pinpoint exactly why they feel that way. Now, the fourth mistake is more obvious. So this happens when a service provider doesn't really deliver what they promised in marketing and sales, and the client is very disillusioned and sort of feels cheated on. That's when the experience is really not what client expected, and it's not great. And I will share my story of being a client of a kid's gym. It was a year ago, I think, or maybe even a couple of years. It was still sort of COVID, but at the time where things were opening up a little bit, I bought tickets online to an indoor gym to take my kids on during one of the school breaks. And online, they specifically said, hey, if you buy tickets online ahead, that speeds up your onboarding process. You don't need to wait as long. So I did that and we arrived to the gym earlier as communicated on the website. I think we were like 20 minutes earlier or so. And the lineup of the parents was crazy. I think it was like the first week or two when the things opened after COVID. And it was a break for the kids. So of course, everybody came out (laughs) to get out of the house. But the lineup was ridiculous. And the lineup was comprised of parents who bought the tickets and who didn't. We stayed in that lineup for, I think, an hour. So I was still in the lineup when our time for the kids to be in the gym and experience it was already going. And I didn't have a whole day to spend. I still had meetings in the afternoon. So I had to, I was hoping to finish on time, but I wanted my kids to experience or to have fun in the gym for the amount of time I purchased for them. So I finally asked somebody who was there saying, hey, like, I'm here still in the lineup waiting to be onboarded. I have the ticket, but I also don't have time to stay longer. And they assured me that that's not a problem. They will credit me for the time that we lost and not to worry, you know, and I was close to being onboarded. So it's fine. So finally we come in, we're being onboarded. And then the person at the counter says, they're not going to credit me that if I want, I can stay longer, not to lose the time, but they're not going to credit me, which then I said, okay, well, but somebody else told me differently and I don't have time to stay. I have other commitments. I asked to speak with the manager and manager confirmed the same thing. 
very disappointing. So first of all, you know, their disorganization, if you think about it, instead of creating two lines for people who already had the tickets to move them in sooner, and then for people who didn't have the tickets, so to organize that properly, that wasn't thought through. Then maybe they didn't have enough staff. Then on top of it, the understanding of policies and procedures were different amongst the staff. So they were sending different messages to the customers, creating just like really bad experience. That's probably like, I think the only time when I was so disappointed as a customer that I took time and filed a complaint. That's like the only time I've ever done it. in my life. Of course, you don't want to get to that point, but it just shows you that sometimes you need to be prepared to deliver the service you promise in marketing and sales, even if you have such an influx of customers that it's hard for you to do. If that's the case, you really need to think on your feet and figure out procedures or processes for that time to minimize the negative customer experience, right? Because inadvertently that can happen, right? There were some circumstances that the gym could not control, but there was a lot that they could have done during that time to minimize the disappointment of the customers and therefore not lose them forever, which they did in my case. So the last mistake is that business owners never look at their customer journey and do a continuous improvement of that journey. So maybe A, one, they might never even set it in a way that's very thought through, that's really looked at the entire journey. If you've never done it yet, I highly recommend you do it as soon as possible because that's a professional thing to do. But then some businesses do it once and then they never look at it again. The problem is as your business grows and as your business evolves, your customer journey evolves. Then what happens if you don't look at it, the processes you've had are obsolete and what you're doing is usually very different or somewhat different because the business evolved as it grew. So then those things don't match and you're letting chance or interpretation of the stuff or like one situation dictate how the customer experiences your services, right? So again, you might be selling something different to what you're promising in marketing because maybe your marketing is based on that ideal state that happened like three years ago. So reviewing your customer journey, A, setting it up first, and then reviewing it on a regular basis through continuous improvement allows you to refine your client's experience and allows you to refine the level of service and how you deliver that service. We did that with one of my clients whom I interviewed not that long ago, Dr. Andrew Springer. As we were going through that process, it really revealed or we found many little things that we could tweak, improve, and implement in his practice that not only kind of closed holes where his patients sometimes were leaking, let's just call it that way, when he was losing patients, but also improve their experience. 
make it even so much better. So then when client is delighted by the service you offer, they can't forget it, right? They have such an intense emotion during the delivery of the service that they can't forget it. And they want to share that experience with others. They want to talk about it. They want to recommend you and so on. Just think about yourself. Whenever you had some amazing experience, saw a great movie, went on vacation, read an amazing book, you just can't help but talk about it and share that experience with others and you're recommending it. So just to conclude, you're always selling. Your business is always selling. Your staff is selling. You're selling, right? So I want to encourage you to embrace this concept. And also on the client side, they always want reassurance that they are taken care of well, that they get the value for their money. It's almost like our limbic system, our primitive brain loves safety. So that reassurance creates safety inside of them, telling them, yeah, you're, you're okay. You're taken care of. Your money is taken care of. You made the right decision. As a service provider, your relationship with a customer, it's much longer than, let's say, a product that they buy. Therefore, it's not like once and done. Therefore, as a professional, your customer journey cannot be left just to create itself, okay? Cannot be left unintentional. So you cannot just be intentional with your marketing and then forget that there's also a selling part, or you cannot be just intentional with the core delivery of the service, but don't think about the onboarding or offboarding, or you cannot be just intentional when the key points of that service, but forget about the little details. When you leave things to chance, that's when you lose opportunities to retain the client, to elevate their experience and sell to them through that. Okay, be methodical about designing your service delivery, sell throughout the entire journey. And if you don't know how to do it or you would like help, that's one of the things I do with my clients when I coach with them one-on-one. We're very methodical. We design the journey from start to finish in accordance to what you want your clients to experience, your values, your foundation, what type of clients you want to attract, and so on. So I will leave a link to my calendar. You can book a sales consultation through it and we can talk more about it. In the meantime, have a fantastic week and talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening today. If this podcast resonated with you, please come back. Also, you can leave a review on whatever platform you're listening. And if you have a suggestion, question, or a topic you would like me to talk about, let's get in touch via email. Email me at maggie at starwaytoleadership.com. See you in the next episode.